The world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this initial series of episodes, we explore the current state of logistics. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is sponsored by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. Today's episode focuses on trucking. Here is your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's Executive Editor, Susan Lacefield. Hello and welcome. It certainly has been a volatile and tumultuous few years for the trucking industry, even before the pandemic hit. Today, we will be talking with Tyler Higgins from Arete about the outlook for trucking in 2022 and beyond. Arete is a global consulting firm that works with transportation, distribution, and logistics companies, among many, many others. Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Susan. Looking forward to it. So last year, we saw a very steep increase in line haul rates. Do you expect to see rates continue to climb in 2022? And if so, will they continue to grow at the same pace? Yeah, I think that's a great a great question, right? The theme through 2021 was definitely supply chain challenges, which subsequently meant high, high cost increases throughout the course of the year. I think if the first couple months of 2022 are any indication, I'm not really picturing the rates to slow down. Right. I don't think they're going to grow at the pace they're growing, but definitely they're not going to go uh, down. I think we're continuing to see uh, spot rates increase by double digit percentages. And then even just looking at a forecast standpoint, the ATA is expecting tonnage to grow by 24, 25%. They're expecting revenue to growth uh, to grow as well. Both are easy indicators that rates are up and they're here to stay. And now more recently, we have the new battle on fuel. While yes. most agreements contain some aspect of a fuel surcharge, right? diesel fuel prices hit record highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll continue to see these cost components really become critical to these uh, rate increases. You know, the, the current administration did come out and say that we're entering the infrastructure decade. So we should see continued kind of federal and state investments to help streamline some operations, expand bandwidth, uh, support different modalities. But that's right a five to 10 year journey, not one that's going to be solved over the next you know 10 to 12 months. And I know we're going to get to driver shortage a little bit later, but when you compile kind of all of the key cost indicators that are still up for uh, line haul carriers and you know pretty much all transportation providers, that I would project, you know, the demand's up, costs are up, drivers are still hard to find. You're going to keep seeing uh, the rates go up and up. Makes a lot of sense and uh, buckle up for times ahead, it seems. So you mentioned um, drivers and driver recruitment and retention have certainly been difficult for many, many years now. Do you see any glimmers of hope or is it still going to be hard to find the people that they need? Driver retention recruitment's probably been a challenge for long, a lot longer than, you know, people were reading in newspapers. And mm-hmm. I think it continues to be a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing uh, different types of organizations invest in new and innovative strategies to retain drivers. But the similar forecast as I was mentioning before is they're predicting a shortage of 
80,000 drivers that could climb as high as 160,000 drivers. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's significant driver shortage, it puts significant pressure on transportation companies, as well as obviously their customer, customers, such as retailers with dedicated fleets to get creative to solve these challenges. Mm -hmm. And all we're seeing is continued upward demand on trucking organizations. So not only do they have to overcome the gap in existing driver needs, they also need to project that they're going to need you know, more and more drivers moving forward. Mm. What's interesting is we're starting to you know, really hear about trucking companies roll out a bunch of unique solutions. Right, mm -hmm. The biggest one is how they leverage technology. You know, most compensation structures are still grounded around mileage. And obviously compensation, you know, creative compensation and benefits is important. But what's interesting is a, a shortcut that companies are taking is how they can use technologies to predict, you know, revenues for a driver. And if a driver is expecting to hit certain mileage in each week and they're going to fall short, companies can use technology to get in front of that, work with the driver to overcome whatever that gap is and ultimately keep them happy with uh, the company they're with and happy with the routes they're running. Mm -hmm. Additionally, you know, organizations are fast recruiting drivers constantly, and you know that's a battle for every single dr available driver. So those organizations that are investing in technology to make onboarding, application, training, that whole process easier, such as like can everything be done just on a phone, will allow uh, organizations to get a leg up in capturing uh, drivers quicker. But something that, that's come up even more recently is there's a huge push to try to expand the market for truckers. Right, the average age of a trucker is about 55. Over 90% of the market is male. Mm -hmm. You know, there's really a push to expand the market to try to find younger drivers, incorporate more women into the profession, and also go after really these underrepresented groups. Mm -hmm. And so, between trying to attract new drivers, use technology to stream uh, to onboard drivers, then you sort of have the retention side. And the most common metric that organizations are really focusing in on is the dropout rate within the first 90 days. A lot of organizations struggle with retention to a variety of reasons. Some are, are driver issues, you know, drug and alcohol related issues, regulatory related issues. Some are because there's more lucrative opportunities that are out there that have either the same pay or more pay, more time at home. So organizations are now also using, you know, predictive technologies to have better indicators during those first 90 days mm. to establish one, a better prediction of dropout, but more importantly, try to combat that process really early on. So all in all, I think you know driver shortage has bubbled up to be a key priority, and I think it's going to continue through this year and probably into the next two or three years as organizations you know establish what a new demand on their uh, organization is and ultimately need to overcome some of the gaps that exist. Great, great. So you mentioned uh, a lot about technology and its uh, influence in in labor and and managing with the labor issues. Um, where else do you see technology having a, a big impact on the trucking industry going forward? Technology and trucking, I think five years ago, I would have never pictured those two to be in the same sentence. Right. And, now, and now the leading companies are heavily focused on technology. So I think technology has now become a basic requirement for, for trucking companies, be it last mile or over the road, uh, to be successful. And so there are a lot of existing technologies around you know, tracking packages, tracking assets, streamlining assets that are really here and they've become really prevalent over the last two or three years, if not much longer than that. So those will continue to be the foundational technologies and be pivotal to differentiating uh, one organization from another. But I think the next frontier of smart technology is even more interesting. Organizations are now really deploying 
you know, predictive maintenance platforms to minimize downtime, right? Increase the utilization of their assets, or increase the runtime of, of their trucks on the road. Organizations are starting to invest more smart technology to help fleets and drivers benefit from smarter trailers, safer trailers, you know, even, even simple solutions is like backup cameras, mm -hmm. right? Starting to invest in these things to allow trucks to stay on the road. But I think the biggest trend that will pop up this year and be a key indicator for success for the next couple of years is how the Internet of, the, of Things related platforms cements itself within transportation. You know, the cost of kind of the Internet of Things world has declined and mm. organizations are now able to collect really valuable data in real time on every aspect and niche of their fleet. You know, this can range from driver behavior in real time, vehicle availability in real time, route status, rerouting. You know, now you're able to uh, make adapt on the fly to drive efficiencies at every single minute of the day uh, an asset is on the road. So I think what we'll see in technology is you know, we talked about technology to attract drivers and now and technology to embed in assets. All of those will relate to one another to drive kind of as efficient of a fleet as possible and mm -hmm. ensure that trucks are staying on the road and ensure that trucks are getting from point A to point B in the most efficient fashion. Great, great. Uh, so the rise in e-commerce has made last mile delivery increasingly important. What changes still remain for trucking companies in that? space and is there any sense on how they can make the segment more um, profitable in the future yeah i mean pro profitability is still a struggle you know there is a lot of entrance this is a, a place that has seemingly has low barrier of entry there's a lot of technology firms that have entered it a lot of existing retailers you know between uh, walmart local amazon as well as you know those that have dominated the space in the past between instacart and uber and places like that so there continues to be these new entrants, new technologies to drive more efficient offering, but the struggles that have existed in the past still kind of remain. Mm -hmm. Organizations still have not quite figured out how to make money on last mile and how to do it uh, effectively. I think you know there are those segments that people have done well, right? Single run grocery deliveries, where mm -hmm. they're just going from one, one store to a handful of deliveries. They've figured out how to make that a little more seamless, a little more profitable by partnering with their their customers, such as retailers in that case. But where organizations really still struggle is kind of the broader universe of last mile delivery stemming from you know, general e-commerce uh, purchasing. So there are, are really many challenges, but I'll focus just on two. Okay, great. The first one, the first one is really demand and capacity, mm -hmm. right? Demand continues to go upward and upward, and that puts continued pressure on you know, predominantly USPS, UPS, and FedEx, but also on organizations like Amazon. You know, I think as the technology entrants have disrupted the space, uh, you know, they've helped drive analytics and decision making and efficiency, but ultimately capacity is still the biggest challenge. And until organizations have a chance to catch up and model what the new normal of the future might be, you're going to continue seeing delays and constraints and ultimately, you know, demand and capacity will not equal each other. Okay. The second one is consumer habits, right? The pandemic rapidly uh, changed consumers' habits and rapidly increased the use of e-com for not just younger populations, but the entire population as a whole. You know, mm -hmm. people want uh, not just like little onesie twosie goods, but everything better and faster, right? Everything from, you know, clothing to furniture to grocery to general merchandise is now available almost seemingly next day delivery. 
-hmm. And so as consumer habits continue to change and people's expectations continue to rise, I think we're going to see potentially a little bit of a paradigm shift from, you know, is everything need to be there in an hour or can you start making options where you have, you know, single day delivery like Amazon is doing where they try to compile all your deliveries into one to be delivered on one day for a benefit. Or is there ways to use lockers or pickup or BOPIS um, for organizations to help you know, ease the burden on their last mile uh, arena? So all in all, I think the challenges still exist. Consumers are still going to really tax uh, the need for last mile uh, mm -hmm. and you know, e-com as a whole. And until organizations really have a chance to you know, predict where it's going, uh, the same challenges that exist, such as trying to make it profitable, will remain. Great, thanks, Tyler. So given all these changes and challenges we've been talking about, should shippers be reassessing their distribution strategy? Should they be reconsidering their networks or the transportation providers that they are currently using? Uh, I think they already have, mm. honestly, mm -hmm. right? I think you're already, you know, I'll use retailers being one of the largest shippers, uh, you're one of the largest customers, right? They're right they're reassessing their uh, distribution strategy. You're seeing retailers complete more and more fulfillment out of their stores instead of a central DC. Well, for that to be successful, what they're trying to do is minimize the amount of mileage, but that puts more pressure obviously on last mile partners. Right. You're seeing more and more retailers open up more DCs or more cross stocks, you know, invest in their own fleet to help try to solve some of these uh, challenges that exist. Right, so as these retailers and other shippers are investing heavily uh, you know, into even data, they're understanding their customers, they're understanding their multi-channel strategy, you know, they're really constantly evaluating their strategy today. You know, mm -hmm. They're under the same struggles that, that trucking companies are under where consumers have moved and they demand products faster and ultimately how can they get it there? So they're using data themselves to really focus on how multi-channel fulfillment can kind of be a key pillar to a competitive advantage. And even recently, right, I think Macy's came out talking about a big focus on reducing their shipping costs because they experienced a half a billion dollar surcharge from their shipping partners. Wow. So, they're, so they're really investing in trying to, how do they fill more from their stores? How do they run a more efficient organization to not rely on third party partners that might have volatility in their costs? So where the market has been is, you know, People have been testing, you know, fulfilling out of their stores or opening up distribution channels or more cross stocks. That's going to continue accelerating. And I think what you're going to see is, you know, organization retailers, for example, are going to own more of the early part of their supply chain, being able to leverage full truckloads. And that's mm -hmm. going to continue the pressure on last mile. So mm -hmm. all in all, I think people are continually every day reconsidering the distribution network and their transportation partners they're using. But ultimately, what's going to come down is do they have, you know, for retailers, the brick and mortar footprint to ease the pressure on their supply chain? If you do not, can you partner with key um, distribution centers or cross stocks to help, you know, minimize that need and ultimately move product around in more bulk to get it to the last mile? Great, great. That's been very insightful, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, we've been talking with Tyler Higgins. Managing Director at the consulting firm, Arit. I'm Susan Lacefield, and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast Lane. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by Here Technologies. 
Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. We encourage you to subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.